Do you struggle with butterflies before a big game or sporting event? Have you ever worried about choking under pressure or felt the jitters when it's your turn to shine? Do you have concerns about making mistakes or embarrassing yourself in front of an audience? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you might be suffering from what is called sports-related performance anxiety, a condition defined as diminished athletic performances resulting from too much perceived stress. Hi, I'm Dr. Miles Runsdorf, sports psychologist, and one of the things I specialize in is helping athletes to cope with and overcome their performance-related anxieties. Using a combination of behavioral and cognitive strategies, I help the athlete develop the mental approach necessary to compete at optimal competitive levels. For further information, you can reach me at 561-245-1478. That's 561-245-1478. Or you can visit my website at mepsych.com. That's M-E-S-P-S-Y-C-H.com. This is Dr. Miles reminding you to play hard, take chances, give everything, and have no regrets about 15 years ago yeah now people were talking about my flip phone they're making fun of my flip wasn't that wonderful nobody remembers the temptations i asked john did he remember the temptations he said he vaguely heard of the temptations. This well, is not I remember rap. hearing about them. This is not rap. And then we're talking about my uh, uh, flip phone. People are making fun of my flip phone. And I guarantee you, 75% of your people out there would love to have a flip phone because they don't have to answer anybody unless they know the phone number. And that's number one. They don't have to get messages because I don't know how to get messages out of this thing. I just know if I see a phone number that I know, I'm going to pick it up and talk. And if it's that important, if I miss the call, they'll call me back. So that's an easy thing. Hey, tonight's going to be fun. Uh, uh, for the last about three months, people have been asking me a lot of, uh, uh, when are we going to have questions, a Q&A period? And I said, I have no idea. I, I had players and, I, I, and that was fun. But I, I think it's to a point now where a lot of people have questions. The season is, I think, two, two and a half weeks away. And uh, people, uh, uh, two of my real best friends, uh, uh, John and Miles, uh, you know, they're wonderful, wonderful people. And, uh, you know, they, they have jobs, but they uh, do things uh, uh, for this uh, Zoom. And we're trying to bring a lot of happiness to people that have, it's been tough for the last, a little bit over a year. And I know that I think yesterday or the day before was a year anniversary. And I'm saying to myself, how in the world it's been a year? Everybody thought we we're gonna get out of this thing after two, three weeks. And it's actually been a year. And it's a whole new world. Uh, it's a whole new season now. Uh, I know Miles is the biggest uh, Met fan in the world. Absolutely. And I think the Mets might have a pretty decent team. I think they're going to have a great team. They really are going to have a good team. But, and, but you know, I, but I think, uh, um, I think the Yankees is going to be pretty good. Uh, I think they got some, uh, um, maybe a few little uh, what ifs, or, you know, I think uh, um, with uh, a Britain going down, I think Andahar going down, 
Uh, you know, he's just too good of a hitter. You know, I mean, you need to really talk to him. Uh, Miles, that's a good client to yeah. actually be able to talk to because yeah. I think, you know, I, I think he was hitting the ball fairly decent. You know, he reminds me a lot about me. You know, you come up, you hit the ball well, da, 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 like that. And then all of a sudden you get injured. Once you get injured and you're trying to make the team and there's people behind you. And when you have a, a, a one-year contract, it's very difficult sure. uh, to have any type of power uh, uh, with the uh, management of the team. Uh, when we played, of course, we have one-year deals. And, you know, I mean, when I hurt myself being the first DH in 73, I hurt myself down in spring training about five days before we were supposed to break camp. And uh, uh, um, Ellie Howard and Dick Houser came up to me and asked me, did I want to uh, 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 take a few, uh, maybe be put on the DL? And I, you know, I said, absolutely not. Because I remember when I first went down there and Mickey Mantle was just going out and I was just coming in and Mickey was being taped like a mummy. And I always remember uh, 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 Wally Pip and Lou Gehrig. And Wally Pip was a heck of a good ball player. That's what they told me. And then you brought somebody who was uh, really an unknown guy became a Lou Gehrig. And that's the story. And when you have a one-year contract, if you get sent down to the minor leagues back when we played you know i mean we don't get called back up nowadays it's like a uh uh uh, uh, uh you know uh, you get revolving you know, door yeah it's a revolving door you 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 know you get down there and then you, you pitch a game up in the big leagues after you rest down there for four days and they bring somebody else to pitch then they'll bring that guy up i don't think they could have done that because if they could have done that then i think they would have messed up uh, 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 the reserve clause, of, uh, you know, they would not have, I think every time you get called up, it's, it was a, uh, uh, it was like a, uh, um, uh, a mark against your time that you came up there. And instead of four years and you go down, if you came up twice, you got two years left. But nowadays, I think you could just go back and forth and back and forth. But, but anyway, you know, what I think, uh, I know that uh, John is going to talk about memorabilia, just not myself. Uh, John has, I met John in, uh, uh, at seventh inning in Cooperstown, New York. Uh, the owner of the store was Vinny, one of the greatest guy in the whole world. And I think they had the greatest shop in the whole world. Uh, I met uh, uh, basically uh, um, uh, John down there. Uh, we became very, very good friends. Uh, we, you know, did a few things together and every time I went up there, we always talked and got along and we did things and, and he was brought, he brought up one time about my cell phone. I had a signing down there I had to do. And John looked at my uh, flip phone. He said, we don't have a plug to, uh, uh, to charge your phone, but I think eventually we got it. I think we went to maybe CBS I think they went back in the back and dug up something that that was prehistoric and you did charge it because I had to leave uh, after I, I signed, I think, and I flew back to Atlanta or I flew back to my uh, uh, to New York. I did something. 
But anyway, we became very, 15, very good friends. 15 years ago, that phone was an, a, a dinosaur. I've had it for 30 years. I forget. I sometimes, sometimes I text you, and then I, you don't respond, and I forget. That's why you don't respond, because of the phone. No, I have no idea. Uh, but I know your number, and when you call, I'll pick up. Uh, when Miles uh, calls, if he ever texts me, you know, I think a couple of times he's done that. He said, well, you know, I just text you. I told you about my son and his game. I said, I have no idea. I said, I probably got 100,000 texts, and I have no idea how to get one text. You know, We got to get you to upgrade. I made my life easy, and that's what I do. I try to make my life as easy as possible, and, you know, that's why I love to do this. And I love to talk to these people, you know, these uh, uh, old Yankee fans, and they remember me. And, you know, I, 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 after I leave and after I get through talking to them, I start thinking about, you know, maybe these guys are my age, you know. And, and you know, I never thought I was going to be 72 years old. I remember the time when I signed when I was 17 years old and I was a baby. I go up to New York City. First time I ever get off the plane up in New York City they put me in a hotel at the Hilton down on Seventh Avenue. Now, now you know you go to a stadium. It's it's. I mean, you know, the old stadium to the new stadium. You know, I mean, it just goes really, really fast and everything like that. But uh, Miles, I met Miles. I think we had a uh, uh, we had an event where you had like uh, 75, 80 percent Mets, I believe, right. Right. and I was the only Yankee I believe. Uh, and, and we had it, it was in Boca? Was it in Boca? It was in Boca. It was, uh, I did something for the 40th anniversary of the 69 Mets in 09. Um, and, uh, you know, I knew, I knew Soboda and he hooked me up with Ron, um, um, Shamsky, hooked me up with you. And I had uh, Eddie Cranepole there and I had Lenny Randall just because I was friends with him at the time. But uh, you know, listen, I, I had to, it's, it's Boca. It's like South Jersey, South New York. Yeah. I could not not I could not have an event without at least one Yankee there because unfortunately, every place you go, four to five guys are wearing Yankee hats, and you know I I, I had to cater. Listen, I want to make money. But you know, but the good part, we met your mom and dad, and we met your brother, yep. and then the next day, I believe, we had a golf uh, uh, outing at the country club, and we played golf, and it was unbelievable. Actually, the next morning, in the morning. We did a baseball clinic, if you remember, at one of the high schools. Yeah. You guys worked with all the youth, the kids. It was a two uh, it, was, it was a big crowd. Big crowd. And, and it was mostly guys my age who wanted to see the 69 Mets and wanted to meet you, the, you know, the Yankee fans. And then you went to the, the country club after that, and you guys played golf. I didn't go. I didn't play it, golf that day. Yeah, but, you know, the kids have no idea who we are, basically. You know, no, they look at, oh, you know, you know, you know, the parents always will give them a book or they go to the baseball encyclopedia. I want you to see what this guy did. I want you to see what Rocky's catch that he did. I want you to see uh, a sham. Uh, he had four straight home runs. Uh, I want you to see this. I want you to see that. I want you to, uh, I want you to go on, uh, 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 what's the name of it, Raymond? Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. You, know, you know, and people, <laughs> don't, people don't realize that, you know, everybody loves Raymond, that they named the dog after Sham, after Archamsky. Yep. And the funny part about it is, I had no idea what, uh, you know, anything. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. My wife watches that every single night. Okay. And I came show. in, I came in, I was doing some stuff on the computer, okay? And then all of a sudden, they're talking about the Mets on that thing. 
and they're talking about Art Shamsky. I turned around, almost flipped my uh, back, looking at Sham. And he had like uh, uh, the uh, disco uh, mustache and the long shaggy hair and like this. I said, that's my part, you know, this is Sham. But uh, um, it was great. It was, you know, hey, when you're a ball player, you have a very, very small fraternity. And, you know, when you're together, when you know people have done something, you know, I mean, John, you know, in the memorabilia and worked with uh, 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 Seventh Inning uh, up at Cooperstown, went all the Hall of Famers. And, you know, he took care of Ozzie Smith. How long did you take care of Ozzie, John? Oh, well, Vin had Ozzie for, geez, almost 10 years exclusive for induction weekend. Um, so I was probably involved on that probably for seven of the years. Ozzy's a great guy. He's he's one of the coolest Hall of Famers um, down to earth. Uh, really cool guy. Um, but yeah, there's just been a whole bunch of people that Vin had. And that's that's why I, I was so successful because Vin is a mentor was just, I mean, the best you can have, honestly. He, he was honest. He was fair with everybody and, and the players, including the players. I mean, a lot of guys, Ron, you know this, a lot of the, um, the agents and representatives and the store owners, they just want to get you guys in for nothing, you know, and they want to milk you guys for everything they possibly could. Um, and that's the saddest thing about the, on that end of it is is the advantage that they took them, not only the, the baseball players, but the old boxers, um, the old the football players, you know, Unless you're this, this, you know, the, the Jeters or A-Rods, you know, those guys can't, they can't really touch those guys, you know, but they take advantage of whoever they could. And that's why I was lucky to have Vin as a mentor because he was total opposite. And that's why I was successful. And it was because of him. Well, we had so much fun up there. You know, we did have like a good yourself. Time. Yeah, like people like yourself. And you're talking about the agents. You know, yeah. I hate to tell you the agents, you know, I, you know, I mean, when I first started, People try to do this and this and this. And then all of a sudden, you, let's say if they charge you, let's say if they charge $20 an autograph, all of a sudden they'll give you like $3 and they'll take the $17 and they say, well, uh, I had to pay for the plane fare. I had to pay for the uh, uh, hotel. All of a sudden. Accommodations, yeah. Yeah, you get to $3. And that reminds yeah. me of like a uh, 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 mill money that we had, you know, in the, <laughs> in the big leagues that they gave us $3. You know, only thing we could eat was White Castles. Ron, but, you, uh, you, had the, uh, you had the meal money, but that didn't matter to you. Apparently, every inning you went down to the clubhouse and ate anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, the good part about being a DH, you know, the good, you, you make sure that you find a good stadium. i tell you what's a really a great stadium, because we got to take some questions. I think Lenny's going to, uh, I think some guys probably throw up some questions. But the greatest place, and let me tell you something, uh, Milwaukee was wonderful because Milwaukee always had the great cheese and they had a uh, guy named Jimmy Wisner. He had the greatest devil eggs in the whole wide world. And Thurman always got mad at me because being the DH, always used to slip myself back into the clubhouse and eat all the devil eggs. And he loved them. <laughs> and he used to sneak back after he hit and used to take some of those eggs and then put them in his locker to make sure nobody eats them and stuff. That's what we used to do because, hey, we didn't, hey, when we ate, I mean, they gave us a spread. And after the spread was over with, there's no more. But nowadays they keep on bringing them and bringing them in Kansas City. 
Uh, they're telling me in Kansas City, they keep on bringing ribs at the ribs at the ribs after every single game. But in, in us, we have to go out uh, after the ball game and eat the ribs. But you got some questions for us, Lenny? Yeah, this one's an interesting question. I wouldn't ask it if it wasn't interesting. Um, it's about the 73 Yankees. They were in first place through the end of July around there. You were hitting 400. You were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Georgia just bought the team that season. Then they seemed to collapse in July and August. I mean, August and September. Any particular reason why? I mean, that season? Well, I think it was uh, uh, when a team really collapsed, it collapses for two reasons. Uh, no, uh, 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 you know, really the, the hitting will uh, uh, slack up a little bit. But the majority back then, what was so strong was the pitching. And I think our pitching, uh, it started off extremely well uh, when George bought the team. We got, and, and Billy became the manager. I think the, uh, the team, the second half, uh, I, because we didn't have such a, 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 a overpowering team, we had the catfishes, and, you know, you had the uh, Abel Stoudemire's and you had the, you know, Fritz Peterson's. And they just, you know, I mean, they had, they pitched a lot of innings and we just did not have a second band of pitchers to come in and to, uh, to keep the league there. Um, person who asked the question also, that was George's first season as the owner. And then Ralph Howe quit right after Correct. the season was over. Yes. Was, was Steinbrenner's interference a factor also in things not working out well? Well, you know, when you, when I tell you, Ralph was a great, I mean, a great manager. He was my best manager that I ever had. And he was a guy that was a player's manager, a total player's manager. He came in because uh, when George came in, he's, George wanted total control. Uh, before uh, George came in, it was owned by CBS. And CBS just used that as a tax write-off and really did not get involved in it. Uh, at that time, they had uh, a Michael Burke, they had uh, Lee McPhail, they had Johnny Johnson. Uh, but the, now they came in, uh, they had a Billy Martin who Billy wanted to, uh, uh, you know, they, they pushed, basically pushed him out a little bit. Uh, I could see that because they wanted a really a high powered person. Uh, George wanted somebody that was, uh, uh, Ralph was like a low key type of manager where you had Billy, you had no idea what you're going to be getting from him. And uh, they wanted that type of, I, I think they wanted uh, the rah, rah, rah type of guy. And uh, it did work. I mean, uh, you know, he, he did a nice job. Uh, you know, I mean, he was sometimes tough to deal with. Sometimes he wasn't at the ballpark uh, for nine innings. Uh, sometimes he would come in about the seventh inning. Sometimes he would leave on the third inning. And so you don't know if he's going to get thrown out. Uh, uh, it was a couple of times uh, before the ball games, he was thrown out. I don't know if you remember, he was thrown out before the game. The first pitch was even started. And then all of a sudden he's gone. So, you know, I mean, it was, it was our type of team and the manager. And uh, so, you know, Billy was a different type of manager to deal with. Can I ask a question about that team? Yes. How was the team chemistry in 73? Was that a factor? 
I, I think we had pretty good uh, chemistry at that time. But the, the problem was, uh, let me see, what year was the uh, uh, Kekic and the Fritzes? Uh, was that 73? That was 73. Uh, when we first started, that was, uh, uh, that was, that should have gone on uh, the David Lennon. You know, I, it probably did. You know, I'm thinking about it, it should have gone this and that and whatever. It made every paper, it made, made every magazine, and it made every, uh, unfortunately, they didn't have tons of comedy shows back then where everything was just so, they talked about anything and everything. And uh, that hurt a little bit. You know, that hurt a little bit because everybody, when they went into a city, the first thing, you know, you, you get met at, at is at the airport. And, you know, you get the, uh, the TV stations and stuff. So, you know, nobody wanted to talk about baseball. They talked about uh, the trade. And uh, that took a little bit away. But then when uh, 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 Fritz got traded, you remember when Fritz got traded to Cleveland? Uh, that started bringing in like a uh, 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 Nettles. Nettles came in 73. I'm not really bad with uh, uh, dates. But I think Nettles came in 73. Am I right? And Chris came in 73. Am I right? Chris came in. I'm, I'm really bad at uh, dates. And uh, Chris but came I, in after 73. He came in after 73. But uh, there was a few guys, you know, because I remember there was a Tom Buskey and, and you know, and uh, uh, Fritz uh, and, uh, uh, you know, guys get, you know, traded to Cleveland and, you know, and it was a little turmoil, you know, and, and then, you know, I mean, it's it affected us a little bit, you know, it, it, how it, it could, you know, I mean, it's, it, it was air, you know, everywhere you went, no baseball, it was about the trade. You probably could have used the team psychologist, right, Dr. Miles? Oh, yeah. I would have, now, this guy I could have been available. Oh, this guy would have been great. Yeah. You know, you know, I mean, I think the first team, am I right? The first team that actually had a, psycho a, 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 a psychologist, okay, was with the Atlanta Braves, yeah. a, Atlanta Braves. And I remember when that came up, they started talking that they had a psychologist, you know, and you start thinking, why do they need a psychologist? You know, like that. And then you meet a John Smoltz, and Tommy Glavin, and living down in Atlanta, you meet these guys at golf tournaments. And, and they said that, there was guys in and out of that place that uh, 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 where oh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, oh gosh, you know who I'm talking about? The psychiatrist from uh, uh, psychologist from uh, uh, for the Braves. What was his name? That's what now. Yeah, but anyway, but they used to talk all the time. It was a big thing. And then uh, and Bobby Cox, of course. You know, Bobby and I, Bobby and I roomed together when he was in uh, 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 Syracuse. And uh, Bobby would say that it really helped an awful lot because people just did not have a outlet when they actually went home. They can't talk to their wife and say, honey, you know, I, I went, I'm over 40 and what do I do? You need to get some sleep at night. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know, I mean, and then you wake up the next morning, you have a hard time sleeping. You wake up the next morning and mentally you start thinking about the game you start thinking about your slump. You go to the ballpark. Uh, you take BP. Uh, you're not hitting the uh, uh, ball extremely well. You start thinking about these things. And so, you know, people, you know, you look at kids nowadays where they go home to their computer and the computer can't talk to them. 
And then they go try to play baseball and that doesn't work. That doesn't work. So, you know, somebody like yourself, that's why they got a psychologist on every team now. Cause you know, they, they never had a, a chiropractor before. Now they got one on every team. Every so, team. you know, they have a psychologist. When they have a problem, they go to somebody like yourself. And that's why, you know, you, you know, working, you know, coming on board. We have a lot of kids, a lot of uh, uh, grandfathers. And, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, they talk about their kids. A lot of them said, well, what do you recommend that my uh, grandson should do? Because he's doing this, he's doing that. You know, his mom and dad are, are putting a lot of pressure on him. And then after the pressure, you know, it's more pressure. And then it's more pressure because, you know, and then the mom and dad spends money for uh, uh, lessons and they spend this and that and whatever. And they said, you got one one hit out of the last 15 at bat and I already spent $5,000 for lessons. What are you doing? It's a waste of time. And it's under pressure. I mean, it's uh, it's it's hard to do, Miles, you know, and, and, you know, that's what you're good at, and that's what you do. Thank you. By the way, this I, I just did some research. Jack Llewellyn was the- uh, That's who, okay. Yeah, that's uh, who. You know, he's got a couple of books. I definitely read one of his books many years ago. I couldn't tell you um, where it is at the moment. I have so many books like that. You know, you raise a good point because I work with kids. I work with high schoolers. I work with college uh, players, and I work with some independent players right now, independent, uh, you know, semi-pro football players, things like that. And the same thing, they always say the same thing is like the expectations that they have that they have on themselves or that their parents or that their coaches put on them on them. It's just it's almost impossible to 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 even come close to meeting those expectations. You talked about pressure. Oh, my God. It's And by the way, first off, baseball is hard. You know that. OK, if you go 115, if you're trying, it's just. You know, you're in a slump, maybe you might be hitting the ball right at someone. You're not trying not to get a hit. So a lot of times it's not technique. A lot of times it's up here, like you said. And a lot of times it comes from the parents. You know, kids ask me all the time. I I tell kids, have a good time. Yeah. Have fun. This is the greatest time of your life. You played Little League or Babe Ruth or high school baseball. Now you got 1% chance. 1%, what is it? 3% chance you'll get a college to look at you. And you get 2% chance that you uh, uh, get some type of uh, uh, workman's aid or you get a scholarship. Right. And you got 1% of people in college get signed professionally. Right. And that's, you know, and just enjoy your life, enjoy the game, right. you know, and have fun at it. And don't put pressure on yourself. You know, I, I don't mean, think it's, in, sorry to interrupt, but come no, on from New York. Because, you know, you know, I'm from upstate New York, so it's different. So moving from upstate New York and I'm in Florida now, um, much different in upstate New York. The kids actually played it for fun. Yeah. You move down here mm. and every parent thinks they're grooming the next Jeter, A-Rod, Piazza. And I think these kids want to have fun. But the parents, I think a lot of them, they, they get kind of brutal. Um, and Miles, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have a lot of conditioning more conditioning you do with the parents than you do the kids because psychologically the parents must get in these kids' minds and really mess up their game. I, I have one family I'm working with, a kid who's a soccer player in high school, and the kid is my client. Yes, the parents are paying for it, but the kid's my client. The dad right. will 
text me every day. Well, when mm-hmm. you see him next, talk to him about this, talk to him about that. Or he had a bad game. Can you, can you text him? I'm like, well, first off, if I text him, he's going to know you said something to me. And then he's going to figure out that you're the one directing the course of treatment, not me. Good point. Yeah, good point. Uh, and there, there's, there's a boundary issue there. So when I saw this kid, and I told the dentist, I just can't do that. If he wants to text me, you can ask him to text me, but I just can't out of the blue text him, say, hey, I heard you had a bad day. You know, that's yeah. not how it works. Um, you know, um, so the kid actually came in this week. Um, I'm seeing them in my home office right now. And I said, listen, this is what your dad does. And it's okay, but I want you to know, I can't, re- I can't reach out to you. And he goes, good. I don't want my dad yeah. involved. You know, yeah. it's my turn. It's, you're my therapist. If he wants a therapist, he can go pay for a therapist. <laughs> you know, his own. You know? yeah. It's so uh, important. You, you know, John, let me ask you a question now. You've been in memorabilia for many, many years. What do you feel like is the toughest thing that you have to deal with? You know, uh, we have so many people that's on Facebook. I got, you know, probably almost almost 20, 25,000 people now with all the uh, uh, social medias and everything. And, you know, there's tons of people that they said that they met you up in Cooperstown, been up there. You know, they buy cards and this and whatever. And, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it, it, what do you say to these people and, you know, and to have a good time doing it? You know, I mean, it's- well, exactly. Here's, here's what I say about it because collecting, a lot of people have to understand. Some people collect for their kids' college education, you know, and, and do it. I'm not saying that that's a great thing to do unless you have the money to put in, you know, to uh, Babe Ruth items, Lou Gehrig items. That's a different story. But the everyday collector, it has to be real careful. And I'm glad you brought that up because I talk about this with everybody. People call me, you know, I'm starting to collect for my son. I'm starting to collect, you know, what should I do? Where should I go first? You have to understand that in, in our world, in this world, it's not like people compare it to buying stocks and it's not, and I'm probably going to get killed for this. So I should look over my shoulder, but um, there's a retail and there's a wholesale on this stuff. Yeah. So you can't buy something at full-blown retail and expect it to be worth full-blown retail because that's not how it works. And when I see these new collectors coming into it, um, yeah, like I said, I better watch over my shoulder because- uh, No, 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 that's okay. He <laughs> just has, no, Lenny, no, 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 keep on talking. Lenny has something that oh, uh, did he, uh, he got, you know, and, you know, and I'm very, very proud of it. He oh, nice, there you go. Oh, look at that. Okay, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to stop everybody. This is what I have been working on for over a year. This is my book. The people that ordered my book, I would tell you right now, you are going to love it. Okay? And you know, not because of my book. We are going to bring Thurman, have some exposure, what type of guy that he really is, and to bring out a lot more votes and maybe, and maybe have an opportunity to reach that uh, 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 pendulum, uh, the nice. Hall of Fame. And Miles, you're not going to pull out a book, are you? And we're gonna, I don't want to be the only one without a book. Oh, no, no, book. no, 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 wait, no, 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 he has, no, 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 he has Nordia Pell's book. No, 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 wait, 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 this is before I met y'all. This is before I met you, okay? Uh, y'all gonna get a book, okay? But I just want to let you know, 
This is a great book. And I'm so proud. And I looked at the ranking. It's number 22 now. Wow. 22. Yeah. And it's not even out yet. And I wanted awesome. to let you know, okay? Uh, number one, it's a great book. And if you love baseball, if you, you know, if, if you know, I'm talking about, because I'm proud of it. This is, you know, this is what I've been posting and I'm talking about. You know, when you have something, this is like your kid. This is, you know, this is what you put together for a year and a half. And this is what I went through in, in the, uh, 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 the virus when it came out. I went through all this stuff. And I was talking to Dan Epstein, who's my co-author. And we've been talking like four or five hours a day on the book. And, it's, and this writer was, is such a great writer. I'm just telling you. He is such a great writer. He was one of the editors of the Rolling Stones. And he made oh. this book. It's like a, a, a love story. And Lenny would tell you, Lenny, Lenny started making me cry. Lenny read the book about, uh, what was it, a month ago. And he said, I just want to let you know, look at, look at Miles. Lenny said, I'm, I'm going to start to cry the last four chapters. And my wife, she reads the book and she's crying. I'm watching her. I said, what are you doing? She said, I can't believe this really happened to you in baseball. You know, she's crying. I said, this is my career. I mean, it was, uh, I started off great. And then unfortunately I got injured, but I said, I had a greatest life in the whole world. I got to play in New York, Yankee pinstripes and the greatest fans in the whole world. Y'all are the greatest fans of the world. And I love y'all all. Good guy. Yeah. A lot of people are asking, how do, okay, they, get, how do they get that book signed? You get the book signed. Okay. Next week. I got a lot of books going to be shipped to me. And unfortunately, a lot of them have already been sold. People are buying 25, 50 books because they're giving them out to their companies and they give them out to all their friends. And, you know, and but I still got a lot of books. I ordered a lot of books. OK, you could go to my website, ronbloombergyankees.com, the first part of next week and do it like you did designated Hebrew. I don't know how you do it. You purchase a book. And I'll sign the book and uh, I'll send it back to you. And uh, uh, the people that have already purchased the book, and I'm telling you there, you, I'm going to give you an address in about a week. You can send the book to me. I'll sign it for you. But you need to send a self-addressed stamp envelope to me because believe me, I got books here. I got books here. I got envelopes. I'm not organized. I'm the worst of the worst. I'm just telling you. Lenny here are, is so organized. And uh, John and you, Miles, y'all organized. Joe is so organized. I'm the worst of the worst. I can hit a fastball. I can run around the bases. And I can talk to fans and can be nice to fans. But when it comes to, and you know what? my English teacher would be rolling over in her grave to find out that I'm an author for two bucks. I had no idea. I'm sitting down. I'm talking to my wife. And she looked at me. She said, you know, you're an author. I said, no, I just wrote the book with somebody. She said, that's an author. So, I mean, it made me feel really great. It really does. This is a book you're going to be getting. Hey, it's a thick book. It's over 300 pages. It's wonderful. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great book. Believe me, I'm telling you. Get the book. I'll sign it for you. Uh, for some reason, you know, during the season, if you bring the book to me, uh, just let me know. I'll sign it for you, whatever you need. 
You'll love it. Is that enough? Yeah, that was great. Can okay. I go to a break? Yeah. Can I go to a baseball question? Am I going to? Yeah, I want that. Yeah. Okay. All right. We talked about the 73 season. Yes. So now I'm going to combine Mike Farrell and Mark Diamond's questions. Basically, 74, you have a new manager, Bill Verdon, and you're playing in Shea Stadium. What was all that like? Oh, that's terrible. Going, uh, I felt like I was going uh, out of the world. Uh, from Yankee Stadium to, uh, okay, Miles, okay, you can listen to this now. Going to Yankee Stadium where it's uh, the home that was Ruth built, okay, to Shea Stadium where the house that the airplanes built, okay? You got Shea, okay. But it, it was it was tough. I mean, it was tough. You, we, uh, a lot of guys, what we, what we used to do, uh, we used to, uh, uh, you know, meet someplace. The bus would take us to the stadium or would drive to the stadium. Uh, we did have a lot of uh, uh, Yankee fans to go there. It's a Mets fans. Uh, but the only thing I didn't like about Shea Stadium, two things. Uh, when it rained, it smelled like anything, the worst. Because you, you, you're you under, uh, uh, um, you know, I mean, that uh, uh, it's, it's like a marsh. It's a marsh that, you know, I mean, so whenever it rained, uh, when you used to go from the uh, uh, clubhouse to the dugout, it stunk. I mean, it really did. It, uh, really, really bad. And then it was tough. I know you're gritting your teeth. But, you know, and then the airplanes flying over the stadium. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, you really, it's, it's, you're getting ready to get in the ball game. And all of a sudden you had a 747 like this. And you know how they climbing up uh, out of LaGuardia, it takes a few seconds to go over and the pitch, and you have no idea. You couldn't even hear the uh, uh, um, um, address uh, uh, system. And uh, that was tough. But, you know, I saw the ball extremely well. Uh, I hit a few home runs there. I remember hitting uh, two home runs off of uh, Ferguson Jenkins. Uh, hitting a uh, home run off of, I think, uh, I forgot. You know, I mean, it was, you know, I forgot who I hit him off of. But I didn't, you know, but playing at Shea Stadium, uh, it was different. It was, it was different. Uh, it was, it was, I couldn't find the delis. After a ball game, I would have to go. I lived in Riverdale, and after a ball game, it's 11, 11.30 at night. You go back to your apartment, it's 12 o'clock. I'm starving to death because there was hardly any food that they fed us at, uh, at Shea. But, you know, but the, i tell you the good part about it was we met a lot of the Jets. We became very, very good friends with uh, 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 Joe Namath, who was, became a very, very good friend with. Uh, we, uh, Richard Castor, who was the uh, wide receiver for the, uh, 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 for the Jets. And, uh, let me see, who was the, uh, the owner, uh, Leon Hess, who owned the, uh, the Jets. Uh, we became very, very good friends with him and he was very, very nice to us. I think he was a little bit nicer, you know, being Jewish. I, I, I got up to sit up in his box. So maybe he felt bad for me. So I, I, I used to sit up in his box, but no, but the fans out there, they're, they're very good to us. I mean, uh, and when we, the, the best time when we Shea Stadium, when we had the mayor's trophy game and we played in Yankee stadium and then we played at Shea Stadium, but Shea Stadium was, is a different breed compared, but city field is beautiful. I'm just telling you right now, it's a great, it's a great stadium watch a ball game and they're going to have a really a good team this year. Hey, I heard that Elliot Maddox, um, hurt himself 
and really derailed his career, hurt himself while playing the stadium. Yeah, he, he ran and, and got into a uh, 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 a sprinkler head. Yeah. And the sprinkler head wasn't, uh, uh, number one, it was, of course, it wasn't on, but it was, uh, it was something was broken in the sprinkler head where you just don't hit it. Uh, it was missing. And when he was running, I remember, because I was playing uh, first base or right field, I remember him running, and then all of a sudden, he just goes down. And, I mean, that really destroyed his career. It really destroyed, because he was a great ball player, great center fielder, great center fielder, great, great hands, great hands. Anything else, Lee? How about playing for Bill Verdon? Okay. Bill uh, was a different type of guy. I like Bill. A lot of players did not because we got him from the Pirates. Uh, National League compared to American League is a little bit different. And he, he just didn't know I were, uh, uh, he just didn't know our people as well as he did the National League. Uh, I got along well with him. Uh, we always called him Popeye because uh, Bill always had those forms that are as big as like Popeye. And, but, you know, I mean, he was, he, you know, he never bothered me, you know, understand something. The manager, the managers are easy if you're going well. And if they put your name in the lineup card and you go to the ballpark, you don't have to deal with any management. You just want to play that ball game and you know, you got to get ready to play. But when you struggle a little bit and then all of a sudden you miss one game, two games, three games. Uh, you got to get worried a little bit because you know that the guy in AAA or AA, you start looking at his batting average and his batting average is uh, uh, coming up a little bit and he's doing well. You know, all of a sudden you're afraid to go to the ballpark because uh, you might get sent down. If you get sent down, it's a tough way to get called back up through the Yankee organization. See, if I was around then, I would have said, you got to focus on what you can control. You can't control the guys behind you. You just got to, when you get your opportunities, you just got to go out there and, and do it, give it everything you got, leave everything you got in the field. If you can't control. Well, people, you know what, Miles, people always ask me, did I ever get uh, distracted from, because of the fans yelling or booing? Right. I loved it. Yeah. And people always ask me, I guess maybe because I was a fairly decent hitter, uh, they always said, now, in the last inning, you're losing by one run, a man on third base, uh, two outs. You got to get the guy in. Or, you know, I mean, you you know, I mean, or let's say walk you or, you know. But I love those situations. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I watch people shooting free throws. And, you know, they lose him by two. And it's 0.1 second left to go in the game. That's how. That's the greatest part of the game of athletics. Right. If you cannot, and most people say, how did you do this? I'm nervous like that. This is why we played right. my whole life. It never bothered me. I love to listen to the fans booing me. It made me excited. I love when they cheer you. And the worst part is when you make errors. I didn't make a few errors. I got booed. But the next game I get a base hit, drive in a couple of runs and they cheer me louder. But living in New York is a different, you're a different breed. You better perform. If you don't perform in New York, and if, if, if you uh, give them the finger or if you walk off the field, or if you start cussing them out and 
you know, like and say something in the paper. Oh, you, you, you better not come into the clubhouse the next day. They'll follow you home. They'll follow you. I, I remember a picture. I don't know if you remember Ed Whitson. Remember Ed Whitson? They followed him home. He never came to the ballpark anymore. He just went home. <laughs> oh, well, he didn't do well there with the Yanks. No, and you remember, John, you remember. I don't know if you remember him. You know, I mean, you, no. you got to perform. You, I mean, you know, you got the papers. You got all the papers in New York. You know, you see your picture on the paper and, you, you know, if you don't do well, they're going to tell you you don't do well. So, you know, you got to have thick skin. Anything else, Lenny? Uh, actually, this was a Twitter question, and I guess it's really up John's alley. If somebody has something of their own that they want Ron to sign, is there a procedure in place for this? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, ton of tons of people are doing that with us. Uh, you can email me directly. Um, I'll I'll post my I'll post my email email up there, but it's um, John Bloomberg at gmail.com. And uh, you can get a hold of me, and we'll arrange that and tell you what you got to do. Super, well, super simple. We do it all the time, all the time. Absolutely. Okay, thank you. And you know, this is sort of fun when you get something in the mail and you sign in it. I mean, it brings back memories to you. And I do sign everything. And it, the day that I don't sign anything, the days you don't like me. So you got to make sure that you send me stuff. Number one. And number two, you send me the book so I could sign and make me feel good. If you don't do that, I'm very depressed. And then I have to go talk to Miles. You get Miles, so I have to get me out of this book. I, I give you the MLB discount. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's also the Jewish discount. But I like that. <laughs> I can so say that. I like that you would almost hit a ball out of the stick. Well, you hit it into the third deck. And during Phil Rizzuto's call, he said it basically kissed the bottom of the facade. Do you remember that home run? I do. You know, it was against Nolan Ryan. And uh, uh, I, I was a fairly strong guy. And I had pretty quick wrists. And I used a heavy bat. I, my bat that I used, and people say, God, did you really use? I used a 38-ounce uh, bat. Wow. I used to use this 38-length bat. And people said, that's a tree trunk. Uh, back then, the the only guy that had really a bigger bat than I did was Richie Allen, and Richie Allen used a 40-40. I used a 38-38. The reason why I used a 38-38, because I like to use my quickness of my hands. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I was, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't one of these guys like an Aaron Judge going to hit the ball 600 feet every single time. I'm not. I'm not that type of. Uh, you know, I was a gap to gap, hit some home runs. Uh, but if I got into the ball, I could hit it pretty good, and uh, I did hit that. And uh, so every time Reggie comes uh, uh, back to the stadium at Old Timers Day, I say, Reggie, see that right field? But unfortunately, it's the new stadium now, and. And I said, do you see that facade down there? And he said, no, that's a new facade. I said, well, just think about that's at the old stadium. It's an old facade. I hit that. I said, did you hit that? And, you know, and he'll walk away from me, even never talk to me again like that. You know, who usually brings that up is Mickey Rivers and Oscar Gamble. When Oscar was alive, you know, those two always created a lot of, uh, uh, um, you know, a little bit of tension between everybody. So, uh, 
so that was fun. I enjoyed that. Anything else, Mr. Lenny? Can't hear you. So used to muting Ron, I guess I muted myself. <laughs> um, I think you answered this one, but which current player on the Yankees reminds you most of yourself? Well, I'm left-handed. And, you know, I, I think uh, the guy that really reminds me of me, and I, I will tell you, okay, and I loved his swing when he first came up to the Yankees, and I think he was really meant for the stadium, and I think he could have been a, 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 a pure 300 hitter was Greg Bird. And, you know, unfortunately got injured an awful lot. If you look at that swing and even stick, Gene Michaels would say, hey, he said, Blooming, you know, that's your swing, but you had more power. I said, you know, hitting a home run in right field, you don't need a lot, an awful lot of power. Only you just need to uh, 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 hit the ball up in the air. And nowadays uh, he was, you know, I mean, he was a gap to gap hitter. And I just don't, I think he hurt himself a little bit where his knees are really became really bad and he couldn't really use his uh, body. And I think uh, that's what hurt him an awful lot, but he was a really, he was a beautiful hitter. When he came up, Scooter used to always say, you know, and Sterling used to say, this guy reminds you of you like this. And I used to watch him take BP and then I see him in the game. It's like two different type of uh, uh, hitters, but uh, uh, he was, uh, I, I thought he had a, a very good shot to, uh, have a, a very, very good, some good seasons up in New York, but unfortunately didn't. I thought you were going to say Miguel Andahar because you were talking about. No, I just feel so bad for him because, I mean, he's such a great kid and he's such a pure hitter. And he just, you know, he's a guy that Miles needs to talk to because this is a guy that right off the bat, he's, you know, came back off of injuries last year, didn't make the team last year, didn't play. Uh, this year, he read the whole season that he wasn't going to play third base. He's not going to play the outfield. He needs to get better on his defense. Uh, they have too many uh, uh, DHs on the team. And then all of a sudden, you know, he starts hitting the ball a little bit better. And he was playing. Uh, I think he hurt his wrist by hitting. And now he's on the he's going to be on the DL. And he reminds me of me. You know, I mean, just can't have a break. And but. This guy is a true hitter. He wakes up, he could, he could close his eyes and hit, but they need to get out of this head. He, they just need to get up there and just a hit. Uh, like Gary Sanchez, we've been talking about Gary Sanchez. Here's a guy that had great stuff and people say, yeah, but you know, his attitude. Okay, his attitude. Okay, but let's take this year. This is a whole total different year. Now I'm looking at his batting. He's hitting like 286 or 290 or whatever. And, but he, he's still hitting his home runs and not getting base hits. So that's telling me that, you know, they're not pitching him away so he could go to right center and they're not pitching him uh, really in tight so he could go to left center. You know, they leaving the ball over the plate. He's hitting the ball 450 feet to a uh, left center field. And uh, you don't need that from him. You got too many home runs like it is. You got too many strikeouts like it is. You need for him to come up with guys on base, driving guys, and to win. That's how you're going to win games with Gary Sanchez. Don't forget, you have a lot of young pitchers that are in spring training that are pitching that aren't going to make the club. So he's getting, he's hitting off of those guys as well. Wait till the yeah, season starts. Yeah, but you know what? Listen to me now, but you still got to hit. 
you know, course. hitting, you still, people don't realize, but you know, he's not going to get the pitches like he would in a game, like they're going to throw him everything away. They're going to throw him, they're going to throw him in tight. Yep. He's going to foul some balls. He foul one like 550 feet up and he's waiting for a ball a little bit over the plate. Then all of a sudden they'll throw from a, a 96, 97 mile, a fastball, cut fastball. They'll throw him on the outside part of the plate. He's going to chase it. Even if it's like six, eight inches outside, because they don't, you know, I mean, they gonna call the ball right. You know I mean? But this is the way he is. He's an aggressive hitter, but you know, they gonna, I think hopefully if, if he stays on the team in a sense where he starts, they going to put him between like they did uh, with uh, Yusheller at third base. Uh, that's why he never hit with other teams because he wasn't, you know, on a team that really had those hitters hit in front of him, hit behind him. They're going to do it with that Gary Sanchez too, that they have to pitch to him. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, that's why they're hitting him seventh now rather than, you know, uh, up in the lineup because they don't need him up in the lineup. They need him, go down, they need him to be squeezed from a, a guy hit in front of him and also behind him. Well, less pressure on him right now, too. Absolutely. You see that, you know, yeah. that, you know, and, and, you know, I, if he comes back and has a halfway decent year, Yankees will win. They're going to win by a lot of games because he's a real deal. If there's a lot, everybody's a superstar till they get that word. If, if he doesn't do this, if he doesn't do this, it doesn't work. It's got to be the chemistry he has to. He has to, and you need to talk to him also. You, you, you need. He needs to put you in your suitcase. So you got some phone calls to make, Miles. Yeah, you need to. He needs to put you in your his suitcase. Why don't we do a Zoom? Just you, me, and in uh, Andahar and Sanchez. Oh yeah, there you go. Four of us. No, no comprende. And you know, Mark Rollers <laughs> too. We can get him back on. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That'd be a good. Joe Pepitone, yeah. just to talk to him. Uh, we had a good time, you know, Hey, you know, in this zoom, this has really been fun because I never thought this is going, you know, Hey, somebody told me to do this. I never knew how to do this. Now, all of a sudden, you know, I'm having so much fun and this taking my days of, you know, I, I, I looked on the internet, uh, I, you know, people said, you know, I can't wait till I read your book and you know what? It makes me feel good. And you know, it, and it, because number one, the book, they're going to love the book. I mean, it's not just a baseball book where a guy hit 250 and, you know, he uh, went back, uh, uh, he felt bad. He ate a steak that night. Then the next night he's 0 for 2 against this guy. And then the next night he's 0 for 3 against, then he goes to Chicago or goes to Cle Nah, this is, hey, this is fun. We, we had a good time. You know, I'm reading the book like this. And, you know, we had, you know, with Frankie Valley, we had, with Soupy Sales, we had, with uh, Carlos Gambino, people were reading, and, and, you know, people like that. I mean, it's, uh, we're Jay Black, we're Jay and the Americans, he was a, a dear friend of ours. And, you know, we did, you know, I mean, it was unbelievable with the shot lights and temptations of Four Tops. We go to the Apollo, we used to go up uh, uh, on the stage at the Apollo up in Harlem. Uh, we used to eat at a place called Sylvia's. That's a, 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 a soul place we used to eat there. And then we used to go to the Apollo and they sat us down there. And, you know, the Temptations come out in their pink uh, outfits. And then the Four Tops would come out in their yellow outfits like that. The best of the best. The best of the best. The best of the best. It was so much fun. Did you just say Carlo Gambino from the Gambino crime family? Correct. Yes. 
By the way, John, you, you like this because I collect memorabilia. We've talked off. Uh, I have some mob memorabilia. I have a check signed by Carlo Gambino. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, collection. that's awesome. You know, I got yeah. a few others too, but that's like Bonanno and I got Roy DeMeo and I got yeah. Hill. Um, but uh, in fact, and, my, yeah. my, I have my, I have a whole section over here, uh, all mob books. And I have my, not that I'm a fan, but I got my little John Gotti bobblehead. Now, yeah, you want I'm just an organized crime buff. Baseball yeah. first, organized crime second. You know, John you Gotti used to, cool. John Gotti Senior used to come. Uh, uh, Junior used to come to all our games. And, but we, you know what? We're very naive. We had no idea anything about any of this stuff. Nothing. Nothing. We do. Hey, we go to uh, restaurants. We go right on in. We get to park right in front of the restaurants. Go eat. The food just kept on coming out, coming out, coming out. All of a sudden, you leave there. You gain an extra 10 pounds and you have no idea. It was so much fun. That's awesome. And, you know, and we used to leave them tickets for the games and stuff like that. We didn't see any of this stuff. We didn't yeah. see any of this stuff. It was great. Miles, you want, you want to see something cool? Wait, hold on. I'll be right back. I got to get, I got to grab something over here. And while he's gone, um, uh, Boomer, I, I'm looking forward to your book. Not, I mean, remember, I'm a Mets fan, but I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. You'll and love the book. I'm telling you, you'll love it. Dude, I love reading about baseball and the history of the game and the, you know, when baseball really was baseball. And we could, and you yeah. know, many other shows about how it's changed today. And, you know, as a fan, I, you know, I love the oh, game. Yeah. The way it's changed. You know, so I like reading books like, you know, um, Teammates by, uh, you know, about the Red Sox, about, um, you know. Uh, I don't the, like the Red Sox. Nope. John, what do you have? What do you have? So you brought up Henry Hill. So a while ago. You know, before he passed, I had reached out to um, reached out to him and, and his uh, his wife on Facebook, and we actually became friends. So I brought him. We brought him into Utica, and we rented out the Stanley old movie theater, um, and we all watched The Goodfellas with him. So I spent a lot of time with Henry Hill, and uh, he like signed um, signed a little bat. F you pay me, Henry Hill. Um, <laughs> this is his plane ticket. We flew him in from New York, um, and you know, with everything with the whole New York with the doing the the um the whole heist and stuff so then i got he signed balls for me but yeah henry hill was awesome and uh you brought when you said henry hill i said i gotta get this stuff to show you he signed shovels for us um all sorts of stuff shine boxes get your shine box get your shine yep, box. exactly yeah uh, this is yeah. wonderful you know hey i think the fans gonna really love this because you know it's not hey hey we don't have one of these ball players just screaming at us and all that stuff we're not you know but, you know, we're talking really with the memorabilia, with what you're doing, John, uh, uh, Miles, and, you know, uh, putting everything in perspective, how uh, athletes or how people should be. And they have problems. And after this uh, pandemic, they're going to have a lot more problems. And if you have any problems whatsoever, call up my main man, Miles. This guy is the best of the best. And with the memorabilia, John is going to be unbelievable. And, you know, John will uh, go through the whole thing with you. You know, if you don't want me, that's fine. If you want something from somebody else, you know, you know, hey, that's that's great. And also, also, I'm going to publicize it again. You'll love the book. It's unbelievable. Uh, you know, Lenny saw the book. Joe just got his book. And uh, y'all going to be getting your books. Anybody that uh, order the books or going to get their books, uh, if you order from pre-order, I will sign it 
Only thing you have to do is send me a self-addressed thing. I'll sign it, send it right back to you. Uh, the now, let me ask you with that, yeah. before you get off track with that, when you do have all the books, enough books at your house, people will just be able to order them from you and you could just send them to them signed, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's, I wanna signed. make sure. They're yeah, gonna order them, they're gonna order them from my uh, website. Because exactly, I have yeah. it, you know, with the little website that you're going to uh, yeah. uh, 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 put on. Uh, right. it's gonna, uh, just like my designated Hebrew, they're going to purchase the book right there. Uh, they're going to yeah. put what to write on it. Uh, they go, it's, I got the book right here. I'm going to sign it. Uh, exactly. so then they won't right have to send it. it to you. Then they won't have to send it to you and you send no. it back to them. Eventually, no, no, it's not be nice at all. Smooth the only everybody. time that they're going to uh, send me their book is when they purchase it pre-ordered, they're going exactly. to get okay. the book. They're going to send it to me. I'll sign it, send it right back to them. That's Perfect. the same day or two days, three days later. They'll get the book and everything like that. You'll love the book. And also, I'm doing a whole big thing with bookends. Uh, Y'all probably heard of bookends in Ridgewood. Uh, I did that on my first shop at uh, uh, with uh, Duke Snyder. It was uh, it was great. Uh, we got to go. It's nine o'clock. Uh, Miles, yes. John, thank you very much. Uh, Joe, Lenny, thank y'all very much. Uh, have a great evening. Y'all be safe. I love you. Baseball season starting. And also, I know you're going to uh, ask Miles some questions. And John, you're going to uh, uh, ask him some questions too. But if you do get the book, you'll love the book. Believe me. If you don't, I'll take it back. I'll give you your money back. Can people, get, not, it, can people get it before April 21st? Absolutely. You could, uh, uh, my book is going to be coming out in about uh, where I will be having it. Uh, uh, my book that they uh, sending it back, uh, sending it to me the first part of next week. And you could ship it. You could ship it out before April twenty first. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. You'll have it before April twenty first. You go to my uh, uh, website. You order the book. Tell me how uh, uh, how many you want. You know, one, two, three, four, whatever you want. I'll have it here. Sign it what you want. I'll send it right to you. And you'll get it within two or three days. Depends on uh, UPS or the post office. I love y'all. Y'all are wonderful. John, I love you, big guy. Miles, I love you, big guy. Tell the family. Uh, John, uh, did you ever get anything from me?